Welcome. Thank you for listening to this wholesome word by David Entry. The words you catch will change your world. May your story change from this message. Be blessed. The Apostles Creed said, I believe in God, the Father Almighty. That's what makes you a Christian. And in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived of the Virgin Mary, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, was crucified, suffered, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and he seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence, he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic or Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. That is the Apostles' Creed. I like the resurrection of the body. Resurrectionus conus also, yeah. Resurrection of the body, physically. So when you die, tell them they shouldn't cremate you. (laughs) 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 Oh, we will get to that. We will get to the resurrection of that. We believe in the resurrection. We are not leaving the body. When you die, we bury you on the last. Bible said those in the grave shall rise first. Yeah. No, let me not go ahead of myself. So, we spoke about, I believe. Someone say, I believe. I believe. What do you believe? In God. Who is God? Whose father is God? Whose father? You are not even sure. You see, I, 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 <laughs> I believe in God, the father. He's our father, Christian, okay? I thought on this. Our father, God, the father. And guess what? Your father is almighty. Wow! Almighty. And guess what? He created the heavens and the earth. So your house is not a problem. The whole heaven and the earth, he created it. He made it come to pass. He can just make one house for you like that. And not just that. I believe in God the Father Almighty. So that is where other religions, especially the monolithic religions, monotheism, like Islam, and maybe any other one, we say it's the same. We, we worship it. So Mormons, they said they are also Christians. Mormons, Church of Latter-day Saints, and Jehovah's Witness, they say we all worship God the Father, right? We are all trying to get to this God. But when you go into the nativity of it, they said not only God, and in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. And that's where Christianity is uh, separate from everything. Even people who are still practicing Judaism. Yeah. Because Judaism is actually Yahweh. But they chose to stay in the Old Testament because when the Messiah came, they said, no, that's not the Messiah we are looking for. So they've been reading, I told you that, they've been reading Moses in the synagogue every Sabbath. Yeah. Acts chapter 13, verse 27. They read every Sabbath, but when he says, they fulfilled it by condemning Jesus. The Messiah came, they condemned him. The, the Samaritan, the woman at the well, in John chapter 4, when Jesus told her, go and bring your husband, he said, I don't know, he's spoken the truth, brother. And he said, wow, I, I, I perceive, verse 20 somewhere there, John 4, I perceive you're a prophet. He said, our fathers worship on this mountain, but they said, when the Messiah comes, they worship. And then he said, um, I who speak to you, I am he. 
Yeah, Jesus told her that the one who is a, so Jesus said to her, verse 26, I who speak to you, I am the Messiah. Before then, she said, she brought the Messianic type, the subject, that they said the Messiah is coming. The woman said, I know that when the Messiah, the Messiah is coming, who is called the Christ, when he comes, he said, oh no, I'm here. So the Samaritans were expecting the Messiah. All the Jews were expecting the Messiah. So the Messiah is not something new. It's always, always been prophesied, but as to whether they will accept that this is he, that's a whole different story altogether. So the Messiah came and they said, no, you are not the one. They actually killed him for saying I'm the one. That's why they killed Jesus. They killed Jesus for saying I am the one. And by killing him, they even made him more the Messiah. Because the Messiah is supposed to die. Not for his sins, but for the sins of the world. For the sins of those he came to die for, those he came to save. So the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The Messiah, died. They, they, he didn't kill himself, they killed him. So that's why Paul was saying that. They, the, the people of Jerusalem and their rulers, Acts chapter 13, verse 27. The people of Jerusalem and their leaders, their rulers, because they knew him not, nor the voice of the prophets, which they read every Sabbath, every Saturday. Hey, Isaiah is speaking. And Isaiah was just speaking about this Jesus. But they knew not the voice of the prophet, and they did not know Jesus himself. So what did they do? They fulfilled the prophecy by killing him. Because the prophets were saying that the Messiah will come, some people will kill him. And they were reading, ah, how can people do this? The Messiah, we will fight, we will fight for the Messiah. But when they came, they kill him, he said, you, they kill him. And they said, yeah, we are still waiting for the Messiah. When he comes, we will fight. <laughs> oh, religion can just keep you blind. It takes the Holy Spirit to make you know. So Jesus Christ, when we talk about Jesus, the Messiah, this is an interesting point I'm about to make. You cannot talk about a Messiah and ignore or without knowing about the Jewish history. That's why it takes the whole Old Testament to expect a Messiah. If you t- throw the Old Testament away, you can't even define the Messiah. Because the prophets spoke in the Old Testament defining the Messiah who is coming. And then John the Baptist said, even me, I don't know him, but the one who sent me said, when I come, I should come and introduce him. So Jesus Christ is, and he says that, and in Jesus Christ, so Jesus is the Christ, don't forget Matthew 16, 16 and John chapter 6, verse 69. They said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Right. In fact, in Luke chapter 2, verse 11, I believe, the angel told them that for this day in the city of David, a savior has been born who is Christ the Lord. Someone say Christ the Lord. Christ the Lord. So when he was born, he was the Christ. And he was the Lord. So they expected the Christ, and when the Christ came, they didn't know him, because it takes the Holy Spirit to know Christ. But we know Jesus is the Christ, the promised coming king. God, from the very first day, Adam and Eve fell, and God came into the garden. God said, the Christ is coming. The Christ is coming. I've taught you this before. In in theological circles, it's called the Proto-Evangelion. Proto first, first evangelism, first gospel was preached by God. And the gospel is Christ coming. The gospel is about God becoming flesh. Okay, that's all the gospel is about. The gospel is about 
Christ. Christ is God who became flesh. Right? So God told the devil, preach to the devil, Genesis chapter 3, verse 16, that the seed of the woman will bruise your head. Ah, that's the gospel there. Right there. The seed of the woman. The devil said, okay, I'm going to kill every righteous seed. So he targeted Abel. So use Cain to kill Abel. Because Cain killing Abel, the devil was behind it. I've taught you this before. Because Jesus said, you have the father, the devil. For he was a murderer from the beginning. Murderer is to kill somebody. Okay. From the beginning. John chapter um, 8, verse 44. He was a murderer from the beginning. So the first murder, he was the one behind it. Why? He wanted to get rid of the seed of the woman who was coming to crush his head. But thank God, from that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. So we began to escape the, the, the hold of the devil. But, so, Jesus is the Christ. He was born. Now, we, so we believe that in, in his only son, I spoke about how Jesus is the monogenes, is Latin, which means the special only son. Now, I explained that we are all sons of God if you are born again, but not in the same way Jesus is the son of God. In a certain way, Jesus is, but not in the same way he is when he said, God gave his, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. No, no, no. That is not you and I. We don't fit there. Neither is it like the way my father and my father's son. No, no. It's, it's, it's. My father's son is because I'm his seed. But Jesus being the son of God is not in that same way. He is the only begotten. He is the only begotten son. He is a son, but he's still God. God himself is his son. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's not as straightforward. So you can understand when people say, no, God can have a son. For God is his son. He is of the father. John chapter 1 verse 18, he says that no one has seen God at any time. And the only begotten of the Father, he is from the, he who is from the bosom. See, that word bosom is like in the internal core. So the core is, is part of the core of God. He's from the core of God. He has now come. It's like God takes himself to define, define himself in human terms. Because if you see God, you die. How can you see God and live? Can you imagine? Even you can't look at the sun. How can you look at God? Somebody saw him once. He fell from a horse. And he was blind for three days. It took a special disciple to go and pray for his disciple, not a prophet. Disciple. To go and pray for him, for him to see his, receive his sight. So you can't see God. God, Moses said, I want to see you in, in, in Exodus 33. God said, you can't see me and live. You are human being. How can you capture God with your eyes? So he said, okay, I will just let you pass by and I'll hide, uh, I'll hide you in the cleft of the rock and I'll let, I'll pass by and then you will see just a bit of me after I've gone. They're just there. You see, when, when a, a, a fighter jet passes and it's gone. If you want to take a picture now, you only see the, uh, the, the, the smoke or whatever. It leaves in the sky. You won't see, it's gone. So he said, I'll let you just see. And that bit he saw is what made him write Genesis. Because no one was there to document, and God said, and God said. But just that moment of encounter, God downloaded so much into Moses. Wow. You can't see God and leave. But God wants us to have a relationship with him. How is he going to do? He's going to restrict himself into humanity. And look so much like us so we can identify with him. And yet, he's still himself. So he was fully God, but captured in full humanity. That's what makes him the son of God. 
and his only son, our Lord. Oh, that's where I want to end today. So I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. Someone say, our Lord. Our Lord. Say it again, Jesus, our Lord. How do you get saved? Romans chapter 10, verse 8, 9. The word is near you, in your mouth. The word of faith which we preach, that if you believe in your heart, that if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So what, what do you confess with your mouth? What do you confess with your mouth? Not Jesus, the Lord Jesus. That's very important. The Lord Jesus. Now, those of you who have been to court before, how do you address the judge? My Lord. Yeah. Your Lordship. My Lord, your honor. Okay. So, how many of you have a landlord? Or I, a landlord? Landlord. I'm just drawing your attention to a few ways the word Lord is used. Bible says in 1 Peter that Sarah obeyed Abraham, chapter 3, 1 Peter, and called him my Lord. Now, when you go to the court and you address the judge as my Lord, you are not addressing him as the controller of your life. It's just like saying, say. The appropriate way to say it is like, say, but the proper way to say sir or madam is my lord, depending on what kind of court you are dealing with. So that person, so when Sarah called Abraham my lord, it's another way of saying sir, but in a very respectful way. Sir, I submit to your leadership or respectful way. So when we use lord, it, we use it in three ways, especially in the biblical times. It's like saying sir. Right, what you how you address a magistrate judge now, magistrate court judge. Now, the other one is what I said landlord, a landlord or landlady, but we are using law, is someone who an owner. Yeah, so you, you, you can't even put your school set um, on the wall because I said, put it, I don't know. My landlord said no. <laughs> You damage the world and your deposits. <laughs> so, uh, why well, he reserves the right to say that no, you can't put anything, no, no marks on the wall, because that's his house. A lord is some is an owner, okay, but owner with just limitations, restrictions. So in the Greek, it's curious. So I own this piece of land. I own this, pro- I own this property. That's why they call you Lord. But now when they say Jesus is Lord, or let me even add this. In those days, you know, there are people who used to own slaves. Biblical times as well. Abraham had slaves. He was the Lord of those slaves. Okay, so in that, the owner, just like a landlord, is the same way. So either owner of something, a house, a person or something, or just a title you just give to say, 
you know, Lord, something, something, Lord, something, something. It's just titles. Now, but there's another way the word Lord was used in the scriptures that was very exclusive in the Old Testament times. Now, when Moses met God in Exodus chapter 3, God said, I am sending you to Egypt to go and deliver my people. He said, okay. He said, but when I go, I think the verse 14 somewhere, they said, from, from the 12, from the, when I go, who should I say send me? Because every God must have a name. Who should I say? Uh, God said, you have asked a very interesting question. And he said, when I go and I ask, they ask me, what's his name? What shall I say? Look at the verse 14. God said to Moses, I am who I am. Is that a name? I am where? You want a husband? I am. The provider. You want deliverance? I am. Whatever you want, just put it there. I am. That's why it says that whoever comes to God must believe that he is. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. I am. I, I am. You can't limit who I can be. And so he went on to say, I am who I am. It's just, that, that's, that's what it, you can't research me because I am. So he said, when you go, tell them, I am who I am. Now, that, that's very important. That phrase is written as Yahweh. Yah. So Yahweh is how the Jews call this I am. Anytime you see the word Yahweh, which some German theologian translated it Jehovah. So it's the same translation translated Jehovah. Jehovah, the actual name is Yahweh. And it's like Y-H-W-H. And Jews don't mention that name. It's an ineffable name. You can't, it's, that's why it says that that shall, uh, Jesus taught them to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your, your name, we can Jesus, ah, Jesus, I missed the train. <laughs> now, now they, they've turned into G. <laughs> so, he said, thou shalt not use the name of the Lord in vain. So his name, Jews don't mention the name because it's, it's unmentionable. You, you can't mention it. You can never get a proper Jew to mention the name. They don't mention it. They don't mention it. So the closest way to mention this name is another replacement, which is Adonai. So um, Jehovah uh, El, Jehovah El, El is his name, uh, Elohim. There's El, and then you add something. So El is his name, and then um, the, so it's Yahweh, El, then they add something. What the characteristics. So that's why I posted Jehovah El Shaddai, Jehovah El, uh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah. El Sabwath and all that. Now, so Yahweh is not actually pronounced, but so you have Yahweh and then the El Yahweh and Adonai. Adonai, when you read the Old Testament, usually you see it written L, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. 
that name is the ineffable name that has been translated and they write it Adonai, usually. Adonai. Adonai means Lord. Lord. It's like, so this Lord, that's very important. This Lord is not like uh, landlord. It's, and it's not like a respectful title, but it is the title of the supreme commander owner of everything. So you can't use that for any human being. Because if you use that title for a human being, you have actually harmed the person's future. Because you have to defend the title. <laughs> so he's Adonai. Anytime you hear the word Adonai, it is the name of God that shows that he is the one above all and in charge. And Jesus had this characteristic or this attitude of calling himself with the name of God. Now, when I say, when somebody comes and he says, who is the pastor here? And I'm standing here, I'll say, I am, right? Or when someone comes to your house, to your house, say, who lives here? You say, I do. Or who is the owner of this house? I am. So, I am. Now, in the Hebrew, I am, you say, ego. That's where you get ego. <laughs> ego, ego, I am. There's another word in Hebrew that is also translated I am, which is imi, ego and imi. But you don't use the two together. And usually, more often than not, they will use just one. The other one might mean something slightly different variation. But if you combine the two, it's like you have used the name of God. So you can say ego imi, which means I am. So that's when he said, Moses, when I go, who should I, Moses said, who should I say? And he said, say, I am, I am. I am, I am. Yahweh, Adonai, I am Yahweh, I'm Yahweh. So you don't say ego imi. No, no, it's blasphemy. Then Jesus comes on the scene and he says, before Abraham, ego imi. John chapter 6, verse 58. Said, no, ch- chapter 8, I'm sorry. John chapter 8, rather. Jesus said, Moses surely said, before Abraham, I am. Now, when Lazarus died and Jesus showed up in John chapter 11, Ma- Martha, Mary said, if you have been here, my brother will not have died. No, no, Martha said it. But I know the resurrection shall, shall. Jesus said, verse 25, I am the resurrection and the life. Now, that I am, he said, he didn't just use like the way everybody would say, I am he. He was using ego in me, the resurrection and the life. You are saying, God, the resurrection and the life is me. So the Jews understood what he meant. That is why when he said, before Abraham, I am, they pick up stones to kill him. Because the Bible said, then they took up, did you see that? Look at the, the, the verse before. Those of you can see the screen. Jesus said, most of the said, before Abraham, I am. Look at the next verse. Then they took up stones to throw him. But Jesus said, they, they wanted to kill him. You are making yourself God. For saying, I am. Ego imi. And Jesus said it eight times. Or you can say nine times because there's one more. He said, he said I am the shepherd, the good shepherd. He said, I am the door. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He said, I am the true vine. All these I am, I am, I am. He kept saying, he said, I am my father. Sorry, uh, before Abraham. I am. All this, I am, I am, I am, that he kept saying. He was using ego imi, ego imi, ego imi, which is the name of God, I am. That name of God you don't mention, he was giving that title to himself. And now, 
Adonai, they never give it to anybody. So we are talking about I am, he used to call himself I am. Then Adonai, he didn't call himself Adonai because the Lord who is in charge of everything. But when he died and resurrected, that's why I quoted Acts, sorry, Romans chapter 10 verse 9, that you confess with your mouth what the Lord Jesus, that, that, that title Lord there is not like uh, your honor. That Lord is Adon, talking about the actual Adonai. Now, why that? This is very important. So when we say, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord. That was the summary of the, the, the Christian faith in the early church. The summary of Christian faith is Jesus is Lord. Because those days, the Caesars become so powerful that they believed that Caesars were gods. So those days, now Caesar, you have to say Caesar is Lord. Do anything. But once you say Caesar is Lord, fine. You accept. But the Christians say, we, we, we can't say Kaiser or Curios. Curios is Lord. Kaiser, Caesar, or Curios. They used to say Jesus or Curios. And that's why they killed so many of them. The reason why they murdered and martyred most of them was because they refused to say Kaiser Hokurios, and they said, Jesus was good. But when you say, Jesus Hokurios, do you know what? You have summarized all, the, the shortest form of the Christian faith is captured in Jesus is Lord. That's why when we go on outreaches, we said over London, Jesus is Lord. Now we know what we are saying. We are saying that he's the one Adonai. He's the one who reigns supreme, the possessor, the owner of everything. Now, that's very important. And so, that is what makes a person a Christian. When Jesus is Lord in your life or in, uh, in every aspect of life, that you see Jesus to be Lord. And that's very important. So, some of you who God will be promoting into politics and into wealth, great wealth. I'm talking about millionaires and billionaires. Remember, you must be a millionaire or a great political leader, international leader or international celebrity with this in mind that Jesus Hokurios, Jesus is Lord. It doesn't matter what society will say, Jesus is Lord. Now, that is the fundamental as the, the fundamental asset test for a Christian. Jesus is Lord. Some people want him as Savior, but not as Lord. So you know what happened? You know, this is very interesting. In Philippians chapter 2, Bible from verse 5, it said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, even though he was, uh, the, uh, uh, NIV, I prefer the way the NIV puts it. It said, uh, Being in the very nature, uh, being in very nature, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. He being God, he said, no, I'm not going to hold on to it. He left the glories and the unrestrictions or uh, unlimited freedom in being God and became a human being who will be, who will be hungry, who will be at one place at one time. Jesus was not everywhere when he was on earth. He wasn't everywhere. He never came to the United Kingdom. <laughs> He never came to Europe. No, no, no. He couldn't afford to come. He didn't know that. He knew it was existed, but he couldn't. So Jesus was, he restricted himself. Bible says that he did not count it robbery to be equal with God, but he humbled, verse 7 says that he humbled himself. Rather, he, became, he, he, he made, he, 
himself, sorry, rather he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. So he wasn't originally human. That's very important. He wasn't original, New King James, he wasn't originally human, but he came. He made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bone servant and came in the likeness of men. He took on human nature, New Living Translation. New Living Translation, instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. So he already existed, but now he decided to be born as a human being. How many of you know that's a lot of restrictions? Yeah. Even angels won't do that. Why would angel want to be a human being? You just you can move to uh, Australia in one minute. Yeah, angels. No, in, in a second. He, he made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the nature of humanity. And watch this. This is very interesting. Now, this, 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 this scripture, Philippians chapter 2, from verse 5 to 11, is, uh, it was a song that the early church used to sing. It's a very important scripture in the Bible. Now, about Christ. Verse uh, 8 says that, And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. If, how can, yeah, why would you have to put yourself through this? Even... If you die, okay, you let them kill you. But now the death of the cross, that was the most shameful death anybody can die. So he went low, 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 and to the lowest. But that's, where, that's, how far, that's how far he could go low. The lowest he could go was to die on the cross. Because when you die on the cross, they strip you naked. Though, and they, 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 they crucify you in a place like Oswald Street. But where every, that's where everybody passed. They will see you. And the people were insulting. You say, yeah. King, look at you. You can heal people. Heal yourself. You can live and deliver. They mock him. They ridicule. He, he died a very disgraceful, shameful, painful, dehumanizing death. Because of you. And so there's nothing you will do and no punishment you deserve that Jesus has not gone so low to cover it. <laughs> Hallelujah! So, he died that kind of death. God, why would you do this? Amazing love. How could it be that my Savior should die for me? How? How? And can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? Died he for me? The rest is, yeah. So this is the, you see, Anybody who loses sight of the, of the death, the meaning of the death of Jesus for you, you are losing the core focus of Christianity. So Paul said, I did not seek to know anything amongst you. First Corinthians chapter um, 2 from verse 1 to, except Christ and him crucified. You know, that's, all, just, that's the focus. He said, forbid it that I should boast, except in the cross of Christ our Lord. Through Galatians, I think 4.16 or so. Through by whom I'm crucified to the world, and the world is crucified to me. So I won't boast in anything save the cross of Christ. The cross is the, is the center of Christianity. Now watch this. He humbled himself and became obedient to the death on the cross. Look at the verse 9. Therefore, watch this very carefully. Therefore, God 
also has highly exalted him because of this thing he did. Okay? This same person who became a human being, that same human being who was humiliated, who died, that same human being, therefore God has also highly exalted him. So this is not talking about the, just the God Jesus, but the human Jesus has been highly, human being has been highly exalted. That is why he is the unique and the supreme being among all. That's why we follow him. He's highly exalted and has given him ah, a name above every name. What's that name? Really? Watch this. Let's look at the grammar. And has given him a name that is above every name. Ah, that's what? The next verse. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue uh, on earth, whatever. So, watch, watch, this is a, God has given him a name. Wherefore, God has also given, highly exalted, and given him a name that is above every name, that the name of Jesus, every name. If you look at the text, you might think he's talking about the name of Jesus, the name Jesus. All right. But at, uh, uh, the, at the name of Jesus. No, it didn't say at the name Jesus. It's not talking about that, that Jesus name. But when Jesus is called, there's a, a title and a name God has given him that every, on earth, in heaven, uh, in heaven, on earth, and on the earth, every tongue will confess that name. Now, what we should every tongue, that every tongue should confess that what? Jesus Christ is Lord. Is no, 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 watch this. So, the, the confession is about his lordship. That's very important. So, then, Every tongue in heaven and earth and earth, that Jesus is Adonai, meaning that he's the one in charge of heaven, the one in charge of earth, the one in charge of the underworld. Every tongue shall confess. Now, he had to go through the process of being born, he humbled himself, being born, living a normal human life where he, he wept, he was thirsty, he was tired, he slept, he ate, they killed him, he died, he was buried. Going through all that process, and when he finished going through the process, God now exalts him, the same one who went through the process, so you can even put it there, God got processed. Wow. Yeah, it was, I'm going to say something very interesting. He became, watch this, he was God. He is God. He became human being. Went through the process of being a human being, all the spectrum of humanity, then eventually died. When he died, he resurrected. Now, the one seated in heaven, Jesus, is not the same as the one who came. It's the same person, the same person, but it's just like when you start university, but when you finish. You are, not a, you are the same person, but now you have a, some different brains. <laughs> oh, let me put it. Some of you, before you came to church, and a few months later, you realize you are, you are a changed person. <laughs> You have gone through a process of pair mineralization, a process of transformation. Now, Jesus is not transformation per se, but he went through the process of being human. And that is why the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, that there is one God and one mediator between God and men and what? The man. No, 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 not the, God, the man. He's still sitting there as 
man and so so for the first time in history human nature was elevated to sit with god uh, you understand that now it is that elevated human jesus that is now lord over all so it's like god created everything and he's god above everything and then one day he became a human being and like a human being now now a human being has become in charge of everything now that's what he gave to adam so his adam was not lord but he just gave him charge over the earth but jesus is not only over the earth in heaven on earth and under the earth he is lord someone shout jesus is lord, jesus is lord. so when we say jesus is lord why are you so afraid when you know your Jesus is the Lord. In, in, in Acts chapter 2 verse 36, he said, this same Jesus. <laughs> Not a different one, no. Not the one the, the, the Mohammedans have been preaching. This same Jesus, who is the son of God, who was born by the Virgin Mary. This same Jesus, whom you crucified. Oh, come on. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made that same Jesus, whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Listen to this. He was made both Lord and Christ. But we know Mary said, so Elizabeth said in Luke chapter 1, verse 43, that who am I that the mother of my Lord should visit me? So before he was born, he was still Lord. He was Lord. But why is he saying in, in, in Acts that God has made him Lord and Christ when he was already Lord? He was Lord. Yes, he was. In Luke chapter, sorry, John chapter 11, verse 21, when Martha saw Jesus, the Bible said, he said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. They knew him as Lord. When he resurrected from the dead, actually, Thomas the doubter, when he showed him, he said, my Lord, John chapter 20, verse 28, my Lord and my God. So he was Lord. But the Bible says that the same Jesus who was crucified, God has made both Lord and Christ. Now, does it tie into when he says that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow or every knee shall confess in heaven and earth and under the earth that Jesus is Lord, Adonai, it's, Adon- it's almost the same as saying that ego in me, I am that I am. Now that title that only belongs to God, when a human being was born, he lived a human life, he died a human death and was resurrected. Now that resurrected Jesus has been given the title of God that Jesus is Lord. Someone say Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. So when you read the Bible very carefully, particularly in the epistles, all the introductions, they were pointing to him as Lord. Yeah. Romans chapter 1, verse 3, it talks about concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3, it talks about Lord Jesus Christ. 
Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3, it talks about Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter 1, verse 3, it talks about Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 2, it talks about Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, it also talks about the Lord Jesus. And in Philippians chapter 1, verse 2, it talks about Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 1, verse 2, it talks about Lord Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians chapter 1, one verse three it talks about Lord Jesus Christ first Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 1 and verse 2 it talks about Jesus the Lord first Timothy chapter 1 verse 2 Jesus our, I like that one Jesus our Lord Do you see that Jesus our Lord Jesus Jesus second Timothy chapter 1 verse 2 it talks about Jesus our Lord Titus chapter 1 verse 4 Lord Jesus Christ Philemon chapter 1 Verse 3, Lord Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, he's the Lord. Somebody say, Jesus is Lord. And in James chapter 1, verse 1, it talks about Lord Jesus Christ. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it talks about Lord Jesus. First Peter chapter 1, second Peter chapter 1, verse 2, it talks about Jesus the Lord. Everywhere you can see, it's littered throughout scripture. And in Jude chapter 1, verse 4, it talks about Lord Jesus Christ. Everywhere he's known as Jesus the Lord. Jesus our Lord. Lord Jesus. Someone say Jesus is Lord. Shout Jesus is Lord. That's what makes us Christians. As you saw in Romans, he said you have to confess with your mouth. Romans 10, 9. Jesus, the Lord Jesus. Romans chapter 14, verse 9. From there we go to Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 10, verse 36. And then we can add John chapter 13, verse 13. I'm telling you, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. But Romans chapter 14, verse 9 says, For to this end Christ died and rose and lived again that he might be, oh, oh, oh. Listen to that. Why did he die and why did he rise? For this end, the purpose. For this end, for, sorry, for to this end, Christ is Christ. But he had to die. He died and rose and lived again. Why? That he might be Lord of both, watch this, of both the dead and the living. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout Jesus is Lord. That's why he died. So that he'll be both Lord. Adonai. Not the normal Lord, landlord. No, 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 no. The authority, the possessor, the one in full control. That's why he died. That he'll be both Lord. He'll be Lord both of the living or the dead and the living. In Acts chapter 10, verse 36, he said, The word, the word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus. <laughs> Somebody shout, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. That is why they died for just that phrase. 
They said, no, no, just say, uh, uh, Kaiser Hokurio, then you will leave. Say, I can't deny my Lord. Watch this. They said, Jesus has been through a human living. He's been through all the spectrum of temptations. He has laid down his life. They crucified him. He resurrected. Wherefore, God has given him what he has earned. We can't take it away from him. So you can't threaten me with death to deny Jesus what he has earned. Because he's actually Lord both over the living and the... Oh, come on. So, so if I deny his lordship and I leave, he's still Lord and I'll have to face it. But if I, I affirm his lordship and I die, he's still Lord and I'm going to enjoy. Sir, Jesus is Lord. Sir, Jesus is Lord. Jesus, our Lord. Jesus, our Lord. Jesus, our Lord. That is what makes us Christians. Why are we Christians? Because Jesus is our Lord. When we say he's our Lord, we are not talking about something that we don't understand. We know what that means. He's in charge. You tell me I shouldn't preach what the Bible is saying. Sorry, Jesus is my Lord. It's my Lord. Even when he talks about ownership, I'm a slave. So he owns me. I can't just do what I want. But even if I were not to be a slave, he's still Lord. He's the, the supreme commander. The one in charge. If I deny him, I'm still an, a subject to his commandments. That is why Paul told them in Athens, in Areopagus, in, on Mars Hill. He told them that in the days of ignorance, God winked. <laughs> Acts chapter 17, verse 29. In the days of ignorance, God behaved like he hasn't seen it. Even though he said, well, <laughs> yeah, you could talk about a pastor the way you did. But in the days of ignorance, God went. He said, for <laughs> verse 30, and in the times of ignorance, God winked at, but now commanded all men everywhere to repent. Why? Look at the next verse. Because he has appointed a day in the which he will judge the world of righteousness by that. <laughs> so you say he's not Lord and live. You will die and go and face him. Because one day, it says that whether in heaven, on earth, or under the earth, every knee, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Someone said, Jesus is Lord. His Lord. Then I asked the Lord, what name? He said, yeah. That gentleman, so when he say yeah, he means Yahweh. The ineffable name. It's like, I am that I am. Whatever, I am. I am. I can't just define myself to you. It's too much. So whatever you need, consider me in. His Lord, He can be your yeah. Then I ask that Lord, what name is you? And He said, Yeah. Lift up your two hands, please. He's Lord. He's Lord. Those days, they were being led to the slaughter to be bent at the stake and they've chained them and they were going 
They are sending them to feed them, to feed the lions with them. But as they were going, there was only one song they were singing. His love, with smile on their face. <laughs> His love. And they were going to face death. Hey, he has risen from the dead. And he The, the songwriter said, in death, in life, I'm confident the power of your love. Said, your love in death. It says that no life, nor death, nor sword can separate us from the love of Christ. Now watch this. They face, they face death. Now, Peter, Paul, James, John, Bartholomew, all of them None of Jesus' disciples, including Jesus, died a natural death. None of them. Because death can't take them. They just had to be killed. Because they were too much for death. Jesus has tasted death for us. <laughs> so, now, let me show you the difference between the New Testament saints and the Old Testament. There was once Peter was about to be killed. God commanded angel. Oh, the church prayed. Peter came out of prison. So to escape death was not a problem. Several times they threatened Paul. He didn't die. You know, look the way Acts ended. It looks like Paul didn't die. He lived. But he was executed by Nero. He was, he was killed. All of them were killed. Only one, they were finding difficult to kill. John, the one who had a revelation. They boil, they boil him in oil. He will not still die. They do everything. So they just threw him to Isle of Patmos, where he just work. You won't see anybody's isolation, and you will die there. That is when he saw the book of Revelation. Jesus appeared to him and gave him the book of Revelation. They did everything. Now, watch this. Daniel was in the lion's den, and he didn't die. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So, watch this. How come? How come that the Old Testament saints they got delivered but the new testament saints died because jesus has already tasted death now so their their witness was even in dying they were happy to face death paul said for me to live is christ to die is gain the old testament saints couldn't say that they couldn't say that because at that time christ hasn't come to conquer death but now death is conquered said for me to be absent in the flesh is to be present with the Lord what are you talking about and so they faced her they faced death singing they were not afraid of sickness sickness they're not afraid of nothing when you really fear God you don't fear man <laughs> so they they went they faced death singing his Lord. Anytime you are faced with a difficult situation, you receive medical reports, you receive damaging testimony. Remember, look at it and sing, His Lord, His Lord. Sing to the condition. Hey! Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. 
you're welcome to connect with David Entry on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also find more Spirit-filled messages from Caris Church on YouTube and all relevant streaming platforms. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share the message. Be blessed.